Welcome to Elevate, a podcast from JPA Health. At Elevate, JPA industry experts with over 50 years of experience in public affairs will share best practices and innovative ideas to influence the changing health landscape. Every episode, JPA will explore issues and trends impacting the intersection of policy, business, and society in health. We can't wait to share the tips and tricks that your organization can execute to manage the outside and inside game to elevate your interests. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Elevate JPA Health Public Affairs Podcast, where we discuss how to elevate your issue inside and outside of the Beltway. And we are so pleased to have with us today a very special guest, Mr. Corey Feist. Now, if you haven't heard about him already, I don't know if you've been under a rock, but this guy has been everywhere. Um, And he is founder, co-founder of the Dr. Lorna Breen Heroes Foundation with his wife, Jennifer Breen Feist. And uh, Corey, could you uh, say hello to our listeners and uh, tell us a little bit about the Dr. Lorna Breen Heroes Foundation? Sure. Uh, Thank you so much for having me today. And it is really, truly a pleasure to work with the JPA team on this incredibly important issue. My wife, Jennifer, and I co-founded the Dr. Lorna Breen Heroes Foundation in June of 2020, following the tragic death of my sister-in-law, Dr. Lorna Breen, from New York City, who was treating patients on the front line of COVID, um, contracted COVID herself, and then was so overwhelmed with the death and dying that she uh, observed in her emergency department, and she ultimately needed psychiatric help, um, but it was too late, and she died by suicide. The work of our foundation really began in response to an outpouring of really support, but also more of a cry for help from the healthcare industry, particularly from doctors and nurses who have had experiences with either mental health challenges or had seen their colleagues. And so we founded the Dr. Lorna Breen Heroes Foundation and really focused on uh, reducing burnout of healthcare professionals and safeguarding their well-being, envisioning this world where seeking mental health services is universally viewed as a sign of strength. That is amazing. We have seen that particularly with the COVID-19 pandemic, finally some attention to this issue of the mental health and well-being of our healthcare workforce. Your sister-in-law, Dr. Lorna Breen's story has gone far and wide, but not without some effort, right? Um, First, you started this foundation um, and that has been really helpful in sharing the story of Dr. Lorna Breen. Could you tell us a little bit, Corey, about why you and your wife started the foundation? Sure. Um, It really was in response to this outpouring of support and and really this cry for help that we heard. And, uh, you know, Dr. Breen's story made national news within 12 hours of her passing. That was national news that the family did not participate in, but nonetheless, the news was out there. And so we had a decision to make in a very short period of time because the information was out there. 
about whether we would literally roll up down the shades and and just deal with the tragic loss and the shock that we were all in or whether we were going to at least speak about this publicly and once we spoke once we chose to speak about it publicly and step into this arena the overwhelming response from across the healthcare industry was too big to ignore and the need too big to ignore so that was really the catalyst for the foundation and ever since really that day the next day after she died we have been on this journey to help others to prevent future um, tragedies like we experienced in our family so when did you realize that you needed to get a bill introduced how did that come into play sure so shortly after dr breen died we were contacted by united states senator tim kane uh, we, my wife and I are in Virginia. Dr. Breen was from Virginia and um, Tim Kane contacted us and he said, how can we help? My background is in healthcare. I have been an executive in healthcare for over 20 years, first as a lawyer, uh, now as the chief executive officer of the University of Virginia Physicians Group. And so I was able to give him some of my thoughts about how the federal government could step in and help. And then we worked with Senator Kane to surround ourselves with industry experts to identify the elements of what would be a first of its kind piece of legislation, the Dr. Lorna Breen Healthcare Provider Protection Act. You got this bill introduced. Could you tell us a little bit about when it was introduced and what is the status of the bill now? The bill is called the Dr. Lorna Breen Provider Protection Act. It's H.R. 1667 on the House side. Could you tell us a bit about the status of the bill now and what it aims to do? Absolutely. Uh, so first, we introduced the bill in July of 2020, and it almost made it through into the final COVID relief package um, of the Trump administration. When it didn't make it you know, through that, that package, uh, we immediately uh, began our efforts with Senator Kane, who reintroduced the legislation um, in the winter of 2021. And worked to get the, the, uh, the bill passed unanimously by the United States Senate on August 6th. In addition to that, the programs that I'm gonna outline in just a minute were included, the funding for the programs were included in the Biden's COVID relief package known as the American Rescue Plan. And so we were able to get through that vehicle, the funding um, out there on the street already to make a difference. The legislation has now gone um, to the House of Representatives Energy and Commerce Committee, and um, I was uh, really uh, overwhelmed with uh, humility when I was called to testify in front of the sub subcommittee on uh, health in the Energy and Commerce Committee on the 26th of October, where we spoke about the need for the legislation, which is now scheduled for a markup. And we are hoping, uh, fingers crossed, but all indications that we will have legislation uh, passed by the House of Representatives and ultimately signed by the President of the United States before the end of the calendar year. 
So let me just briefly identify the, the main elements of, of the Lorna Breen Act. Again, I mentioned before, this is first of its kind legislation, never been done before. What it does is it provides grant funding for the future workforce, medical students, nursing students, healthcare trainees to help support their well-being. It also provides grant funding for the current workforce, again, uh, directed at health systems to take care of the well-being of their current workforce. It has a component which is a significant component um, allocated funds to the CDC for a national awareness campaign on these issues and circulating best practices about how health systems can take care of their workforce. And then finally, it's got a comprehensive research provision which will get at the root cause of the issues and give us a roadmap for future legislation. That's amazing. So you started the foundation, you've got a bill introduced and then you you hit the media circuit. His show on CNN, um, the Washington Post, USA Today. We at JPA Health worked with another firm, Locust Street Partners. You were able to bring multiple media firms together to to help elevate the issue. Can you tell me what this process has been like? Uh, you had to have a crash course, perhaps on. Uh, doing all these media, media interviews and talking to reporters. What's it like to become a big advocate uh, on this issue and um, navigating this process? I've been incredibly humbled to be part of this process. Um, what's been really remarkable after this tragedy that came uh, for our family is that the overwhelming really support that we received from JPA, Locust Street, and, and many, many, many others has really been what's kept us going and is what has enabled us to fuel this engine to make the difference. Uh, so we haven't done it alone. We have done it with incredible support. We got thrust into the media within 12 hours of Dr. Breen's passing. And we had a number of media requests in, in those days. Um, and one of them was from the Today Show. And we 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 went on the Today Show 48 hours after Lorna died uh, to tell the story of, of an amazing person because we were hoping that not to sensationalize a suicide, frankly. We got a lot of tips and, and uh, a lot of practice along the way working get the, with the bill, working just speaking on this issue. Um, your firm, as well as Locust Street, has just been amazing. Um, you know, we have now been, Lorna's story has been told now in over 300 articles, um, ever, ranging from Vanity Fair to the Today Show to the Washington Post to 60 Minutes Plus, USA Today, Time, Fox News, the New York Times, I mean, over and over again. We've also co-authored and published 11 publications this year. So we haven't just been doing um, interviews, but we've also been putting out content, including a piece on suicide uh, prevention for physicians. And then a tremendous amount of panel conversations and podcasts. Just again, a lot of this has been just practice and sharing the issues and really not just highlighting issues, but also resources that need to come to support the well-being of the workforce. I mean, there, the healthcare industry is newer to this issue. And so we felt that it was very important, not just to highlight the issue, but also to share tools and resources with hospitals and health systems so that they could do the hard work of taking care of the workforce. So, so we've kind of moved from awareness to action. One of the elements of action is to move forward with this legislation, but we've also 
um, launched a nationwide initiative called All In Wellbeing First for Healthcare, again, together with your help and JPA's help and Locust Street's help to accelerate the adoption of industry known tools into the healthcare um, industry um, and really, really take care of the workforce. So it's been it's been one heck of a journey. It's been one, it's been a kind of a rocket ship at how fast it's gone. Um, yeah, and, it, and to your credit, we're going to talk about all in in a second, but I do think that, um, you know, from a communicator's point of view, Corey, you, you are a example that we like to give to clients about what happens when you have powerful storytelling that you have a strategy of not saying no to media interviews. Um, it's amazing, but Corey makes himself available to almost every and any media inquiry. And we do think that that is a huge reason why this um, has gotten the momentum it has. And now to looking beyond the bill to this coalition um, of health leaders that have come together to say, we're answering the call to this crisis with the all-in campaign. Um, how do you plan then to utilize what you've learned with uh, the Dr. Lorna Breen Heroes Foundation and um, the media strategy, the communication strategy, the coalition building? How do you plan to apply that to the all-in campaign moving forward? as you seek to continue to um, elevate private sector solutions as well as public policy uh, opportunities to uh, really address the issue of mental health and well-being for healthcare workers? The primary way we're gonna do this is through storytelling and by storytelling, not just stories about tragedy, but also success. Let me go back for a second to the impact that we've had from the storytelling. And this will set the foundation for why I think the, the approach is, is the right one. We've been able to calculate our impact now and the impact of all of these articles at reaching over 100 million worldwide. Now that is a pretty big number if you're from me and I live in Charlottesville, Virginia where we have 100,000 people. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big reach. But what's been more important about the reach is the feedback we've received. And the feedback has come in two big buckets. One has come from, from family members and from clinicians themselves and friends of clinicians who have made it, who have seen themselves in Dr. Breen's story and made a change. You know, one of the things that we learned is that when you when the unspeakable happens to you and you speak about it, it gives others permission to come out of the shadows. And so we've heard from so many individuals who have changed what they have done. They have made changes and taken care of themselves, which is a huge impact. It's more important than a number. It's, it's, it's the real impact of the storytelling. The second piece is that we've heard from mental health caregivers about how important it was for us to share the details around the language that Dr. Breen was using around stigma and licensure and, and things that were really on her mind. Because what we've heard is that the mental health community is now using the, some of the things that she was saying as flags to take care of their own patients, their own physician patients or nurse patients. In fact, I, I heard a few weeks ago from one who said, who screenshotted a text to me in an email and said, 
I want you to know how important it was because I was able to see in my, in this patient, um, the signs and the language that Dr. Breen was using. And this patient is safe now. And the, and the text message simply said, my reputation is ruined. And so the, the therapist was able to do that. So what we know is, you know, adult learning is a lot about storytelling and for the healthcare community, particularly physicians and nurses, they want to hear about someone who's walked a day in their shoes. And so as we go into this all in well-being first for healthcare initiative, we know that others sharing their stories, good and bad, stories of success, stories about where you needed to do something different, those will have the impact to um, to really make this successful. You know, there there were this was a, a, an issue that was very taboo in healthcare, but by speaking about it, we we have changed, uh, have begun to change. Uh, the acceptance of these conversations. And since it's been a taboo, we know that there are many, 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 many others who are out there who have had similar stories and not the opportunity to share them. And so we want to create a forum for that, not just for sharing stories again about, about personal sacrifice and challenges, but also stories about where the healthcare workforce has been supported by their organizations and institutions. So we, we know that that's, that's going to give us the right recipe to make an impact. Right. And the story continues. The All In campaign is looking at um, activating on a number of advocacy actions, um, activating not just health leaders, but um, the community writ large uh, with grassroots actions as well. So the campaign is just expanding and uh, please visit allinforhealthcare.org to continue to track uh, this campaign or participate, in, participate, engage, contribute, learn about the issue, allinforhealthcare.org. You can also visit drlornabreen.org to also follow the foundation as it continues to expand its mandate moving forward beyond the legislation. This is just the beginning of the story. Um, and hopefully we can have Corey back again in the near future on this podcast to talk about what more he's been able to accomplish, he and his wife, Jennifer, to really uh, tackle this crisis that's facing us as a nation. It's not just um, impacting healthcare workers, but our entire country is impacted by um, the crisis of their the mental health and well-being of our healthcare workforce, our frontline workers in the face of this pandemic. Thank you so much, Corey, for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. It's truly a pleasure. And again, I want to thank the JPA entire team for being so incredibly thoughtful and professional and just being just superb on, on this issue. You've given us top-tier advice and you've really helped us share this message and make an enormous impact uh, for the betterment of the, the healthcare workforce and healthcare professionals. So thank you for giving me this opportunity today, as well as all through our work.